Jameson, I want to talk to you about just trials. And so here's a fact, a little known secret. Many of the law firms advertising for injury cases, they don't actually go to trial. Yes or no? Yeah, that, that's true. And so the reality is, and this is a hard reality, attorneys that go to trial often get better results than attorneys that don't go to trial. And the reason why is if you're an adjuster, insurance adjuster, opposing counsel, and you know the attorney or law firm never goes to trial, well, Jameson, what does that mean? Well, the risk isn't, isn't there. So insurance companies, when deciding what to offer on any particular case, and so one of the things they consider is what is the risk of, of, of trial? Whatever he said is 100% true with injury, it's true with criminal defense. When I was a prosecutor, I kept track of the attorneys and never go to trial because you knew you didn't have to give them a good deal because they weren't going to call you on it. Jameson, what are some of the characteristics of a good trial attorney? Probably the most important thing is having good staff make good hiring decisions. The attorney herself needs to want to go to trial, needs to enjoy trials and and not look at it as, as something that's awful. Even though it's incredibly stressful, no matter what you do, the jury can figure out whether you think you know what you're doing or not. You've got to have a client that's willing, willing to do that. In this situation, our client, uh, at her age, uh, I was surprised that she and her family were willing to do it. And the trial experience, we're always looking at ways to improve ourselves. The injury side in which we want to talk to juries, we want to find out what was it that they liked, what they didn't like, how we how we can be better uh, next time. You know, having the right client, having an attorney that's not scared to go to trial, but also having an attorney that has a skill set through trials and through continuous self-improvement. When Jameson and I worked for the same boss a long time ago, and he said that, you know, lightning has to strike almost twice to get a really good case. You have to have the right case, right client, right damages. I think it's multiple lightning strikes, and you truly have shown that you are tracking lightning like this. And it's such a cool, we get $3 million verdict. It says, and it's absolutely amazing. And one, one thing that you've taught me is the importance of practicing closing in front of other attorneys. Which and is stressful because every attorney always has criticism. Doing it, what is that? What is that? What value is that? Yeah. It's, a, it's unbelievable how there will be something in there that they see that I didn't see. Jameson is one of the craziest attorneys ever met. All of his clients have his personal cell phone number. He's taking calls at random times. He literally cares. Jameson talked a lot about his trial presentation, his you know, who he is, and he's not like a typical loudmouth attorney on TV or these billboards. He he's a side to him that you know behind this calm and cerebral type attorney. And people that saw the closing and rebuttal of the $3 million verdict we got, you know, the first words out of their mouth was, Jameson was mad at the rebuttal and he was mad at the insinuations that the defense attorney made. You know, his defense attorney is doing his job. We're not mad at the defense attorney. We're mad at the arguments. And by all accounts, you got very emotional. And it seemed to really resonate with the jury. I always appreciate how you ever take a rational approach to things. But I do know that when a time comes, you're willing to be there and how you have to be there to defend your client.
there's no benefit to being obnoxious throughout the case process. All it does is make cases that take forever take even longer than forever. Just continuing on with the trial aspect. Not every case goes to trial. Am I right about that? Uh, absolutely. Why do cases settle not go to trial? The simplest answer is that it's in the interest of both parties to resolve the case. Financial interest. So once everything gets paid out with fees and expenses, uh, bills, the amount that's going to be in my client's pocket is at or above or even close to what we predict they're going to have at trial. From the insurance company standpoint, um, they don't want to spend money going to trial either if, if they're going to spend, you know, pay the same, the same amount. Even if we know we can get more, we're really confident we can get more in the client's pocket. Um, the client always makes the decision. It's always the client's decision. And I have so many times, this man is coming to my office, and he knows more time, he can put more money in the client's pocket. But sometimes clients just want this to be over. They're just not interested in litigation. They're just not interested in waiting even six months or a year. They want it done. And like you said, it's always the client's decision. Insurance companies rarely will offer a fair amount early on. You know, over time, you just learn what times of year that insurance companies are likely to settle certain types of cases. Jameson, so some cases do have to take a jury trial, as a fact. Sure. What are some of the arguments that you see these insurance companies making before we get to the trial date? Or the first thing they argue is, is the first thing you have to prove, fault. With our client, they blamed her all the way up till the end. Even when there's a video, our client got backed into, she's walking, someone backed into her. Like, they tried to say that she was at fault. The jury said our client was zero fault, not even 1%. So I think it was a very bold strategy on their part. Uh, they're going to look at and see uh, then cause, what's called proximate cause. So they want to look to someone else to, to blame. It sounds like the arguments that you're hearing from insurance companies are, we didn't cause it. If it, if it did happen, then the person actually caused it more so than us. If we did cause it, they're not hurt as bad as they say they are. And what else are you hearing? Value, that just a, a disagreement over what a jury will do. Why is it important what a jury will do in any given case? Corporations, insurance companies have a right under the rules, under the law, to do discovery, investigation, etc. Um, and... So, but, but at the end, the only tool we ever have is at the end of the road, and it's getting justice in, in the courtroom. The jury is the only benchmark that exists for, that makes insurance companies want to pay. Jameson, how many hours do you think you've spent working on this case? And I want to let you know, I leave the office around 6. He is still here. I'll check up on him. Two weeks before the trial, it's not because he was haphazardly preparing. He was going through his arguments, going through questions. He was regular here until 10, 10, 30 at night, at least the two weeks before. We don't have to keep track of our time like corporate attorneys do. That, that's, it's, it's nice we don't have to, but I do kind of wish sometimes that we would and we could make um, some better decisions to help our clients. But I, mean, I know it's in uh, well into the hundreds, I mean, uh, just in the two weeks before. Um, and then, yeah, it's just, just my time. Charity put in maybe as many hours or maybe, maybe more than what I have. And of course, we have all those sites we mentioned about the video, and then we have depositions of 
probably 12 witnesses or more, some of them medical witnesses, and we had to do the investigation uh, reading through 2,800 pages, 2,880 pages of medical records, um, and then going back again and again and looking, and all, all the communication and the mediations. I give so much credit to the attorneys who are doing everything themselves. Jameson, congratulations. Excellent work. I'm sure your client's happy.